And we are live. This is the Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast. My name is Sheldon Alexander coming to you live after each and every Toronto Raptors game, good or bad. An important factor here as, of course, a tough one for the Toronto Raptors tonight as they fall on the second game in this little mini two-game set against the Atlanta Hawks. Raptors fall 125-104. to Yes, not a good night for your Toronto Raptors. Not a good night at all. And I think the crazy part here, first off, I like the little mini two-game set because to me, it gives you a good opportunity to see who's a real team and who's not. Do you know what I'm saying? Because a serious team, you come out, you win the first game, and then you come out and take care of business in the second game. I'm going to be honest, and I think the Raptors in this game, they came out flat. And I don't know if they thought, okay, well, we got them in game one. Everything's going to be fine in game two. I, I don't know what their thought process was, but they were not about business at all in that game. And I thought, if you're the Raptors, that's not a good sign. You you got to look at your sked and you got to see that there's certain games where you're looking to get a win. And if you're the Raps, you got to make sure you take care of business. And they did not do that in this one at all. And I think that that's a tough one because you want to be able, you want to be able to say, okay, I'm gonna come out, I'm gonna put up a big time game, I'm gonna put up big time numbers, and. Other than Scotty Barnes, I don't know if anyone else really showed up for the Toronto Raptors in this game. And that can't happen. It just can't. But either way, we're here to break it all down as we always do. After each and every game, you can find us in a couple places where you can interact with the show live. Send us your comments and questions because this, this, my friends, this is a safe space, Raptors fans. I want to be here as a little therapy session for you Raptors fans because it's easier if we do this together as a group because that was not a good game at all and I think that if you're the Raptors and if you're the Raptors fans the last two games give you a glimpse of everything you need to know about this team because it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde right one second it looks like everything's great the next second not so much And if you can tell, I've let the music rock a little longer than I normally would. Reason being, if I'm being honest, the music playing just keeps the vibes up a little longer. (laughs) And we're doing a vibe. We're we're trying to keep the vibes high because the Raptors did not keep the vibes high on this Friday night at all. But I will do my best to break it down either way, because that's what you come here for. You come here to hear me break things down give you my opinion on what went wrong, what needs to change, and the hopes that the Raptors can sort this out for Monday where you have another game on the sked that when you look up, you should be hoping that it turns into a dub. And the reality of the situation on Monday is you lost to the Charlotte Hornets last week, so you should be looking for a little revenge. Now, I mean, the follow-through... But what can we say there, right? We hope that the Raptors are able to figure things out because we hoped that the Raptors would be able to figure it out tonight 
And that didn't really go down at all. But we'll break it all down. And as I mentioned, a lot of places where you can watch the pod live, you can watch us on Instagram at Canada Hoops Daily. You can watch us live on the YouTube page, Canada Hoops Daily as well. And you can watch this show live and interact with us on the app formerly known as Twitter at Can Hoops Daily. You ever miss the podcast live? That's okay. We got you covered on Apple and on Spotify. Make sure you like and subscribe to all of those channels. You see the video? You want to support the movement? Just hit a little like. Bless us with the retweet, a share, follow, rate us, all that fun stuff. That's how you support this, the movement that is the Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up podcast. And the Raptors, you know, the game that we saw on Wednesday, I I joked tongue-in-cheek about how it was a three-point shooting contest, and the Raptors' threes went in. And they hit 18 threes on Wednesday. Follow that up tonight with 10. And I know it's tongue-in-cheek talking about how it's a glorified three-point shooting contest, and it's not really a long-term level of success or a path to success long-term. And we saw that tonight because you're playing against a team that just has shooters on shooters, on shooters, on shooters, and led by Trey Young, who coming off what he had 35 on Wednesday, put up 38 tonight against the Raps. And I think if you're the Raptors, you're looking at Trey Young's night, and it's it's an overall bigger problem for the Raps. Because one thing we talk about all the time is guard play. And as I say, you can change whatever you want about the game of basketball and say everyone shoots threes, Everyone's got to be 6'9", 6'10", whatever it is. Guard play. And however tall your guards are, they need to drive your offense. They need to be able to create plays. They need to be able to make shots. And Trey Young, he outdid the Raptors, and it wasn't even close. Raptors had zero answer for Trey Young the whole night. And Trey Young was coming out here, He's hitting shots from the logo, step back threes. He's getting in the lane. There's a lot, but let's break this game down and I'll make it quick because yeah, it was one of those nights for your Toronto Raptors, but it's okay. We'll always try to find the positives. And the first positive I will bring to you, the fan, because this is what this season is about. Your man, Scotty Barnes. I spent a lot of time on this pod early on in the season talking about his need to start the game early and be aggressive early. And He's done that. The last few games, you're seeing the energy very early on. My guy, six points, two rebounds, two assists before he was subbed out for his normal rotation, right? But early on in the first quarter, he was just focused. And he has to be, to steal the term from Shaq and Kenny and company, the bus driver, right? He has to lead the way for this Toronto Raptors team in terms of, and it doesn't even mean just scoring. It means creating offense, creating plays, setting the tone, even just with energy. And I think Scotty Barnes did that in this game, and that's what the Raptors need. The problem is no one else followed him tonight. Pascal Siakam, after looking so good for the last couple of weeks, he really struggled in this one tonight. I thought that, you know, if you're Pascal, you really need more. You need more from Pascal Siakam than he got in this one tonight because he didn't have anything going at all. We keep it moving though. Raptors led for most of the first quarter, but they couldn't close a set, a theme, a theme you'll realize. Um, they couldn't close at all. 7 0 run from the Hawks to close the first quarter. Trey Young hit a three. Trey Young 
Now trying to go for the two for one. Scotty gets called for a charge. Trey Young then gets the ball. He drives, blows by uh, Schroeder, drives line drive to the rim. No resistance from the Raptors. He gets a layup at the basket. Other way down the floor, Gary Trent Jr. misses a buddy, a bunny jump in the lane. You know, misses a little easy chip-in shot in the lane. Other end, Sadiq Bey gets a rebound, goes coast to coast. No Raptor steps in his way. He gets a rebound, dribbles by three guys, and gets a layup the other way before the buzzer. And that play right there, the reason I broke down that, that's the first quarter. That's how the first quarter ended. And I think when you have plays like that, a two-for-one where you know what the other team's trying to do, but for Trey Young to get a layup, and then for Sadiq Bay to grab a rebound and go coast-to-coast, not LeBron, not Giannis, right? We're talking Sadiq Bay, rebound, coast to, And that's no disrespect to Sadiq Bay. I'm saying that as a matter of, like, Come on, somebody's got to step in. Some and he don't even got to stop him, just slow him down. He goes, he gets there's no way he should be able to get a rebound and go all the way down the rim to get a layup to end the first quarter. 30 to 24, the Hawks led after one. And I bring up that little sequence because that was just a sign of things to come. The level of effort or lack thereof the Raptors brought, as opposed to a team, as opposed to a team that, you know what we saw from the Atlanta Hawks. And I think the the worrisome part, if you're the Raptors, is I know they talked about what these games are like, and you know, especially after a team loses the first one, they're going to come out with more aggression. And that's cool, and that's fine. But if we know that, shouldn't you be ready for that if you're the Raps? Right? Like, I don't, I don't understand the excuse of, well, you know, it favors the team that lost the first game because they're going to be more tuned in for the second game. But why? Why does it have to be that way? They're going to make adjustments. You should be expecting adjustments if you're the Raps. And they just, and, and to me, it wasn't even about adjustments. The Hawks just came out with more energy. And if you're the Raps, you need wins. You you can't really play this game of, uh, you know what, maybe tonight's not our night. The Hawks, as mentioned, end the first quarter 7-0 run, 9-0 run before Precious gets a dunk or gets a lay-in, sorry. Um, and I think at that point in the second quarter, the Raps try to show a little bit of resistance. They come back with an early run in the second quarter. But guess what happens? The Raps are playing well. They're playing okay, keeping it within striking distance until the end of the second quarter. Say Second verse, same as the first, right? Raptors can't close the quarter and the Hawks were splashing threes, whether it's Sadiq Bay, whether it's Trey young, they're everyone was doing their part. 8 run to end the first, to end the first half, extend the, the lead to 12. And if you're the raps at that point and you're Darko, you got to look at that, how that ended. And you're thinking, okay, so the first quarter ends on a what? Seven Oh run. The second quarter ends on an 8-2 run. Raps are lucky that it was only 10 points at the half because closing quarters is so important. 
closing quarters is a difference between winning and losing games, but it's also just a difference in like, are you ready to play? Are you starting on time? And the Raptors to an Atlanta Hawks team that really, let's be honest, doesn't deserve like if you're the Raps, you, you got to figure this out and you got to think, okay, the Atlanta Hawks are not that good of a team. We're, we need to be better than them. Here's a chance where we can win back-to-back games. And you come out in the first half, you're down 10 already. Now, third quarter, Malachi hits a three. He started off all right. He had an all right game off the bench. But again, I'm not hearing much from Siakam, not hearing much from OG, right? And, and Dennis Schroeder, same thing. And that's where things get tough if you're the reps, because for you to win games, it has to be your stars. It has to be Scotty. It has to be Pascal. It has to be OG. OG in this game was three for eight. Pascal was five for 11. That's just not going to get it done against a team like the Atlanta Hawks. And to me, if you ask me my opinion, I think it's when the Hawks start hitting threes early and you're now trying to trade threes with them instead of playing your game. It's so easy to fall in love sometimes with the, oh, they just hit a three on us. Now we got to shoot a three. And it's what I talk about all the time. You can't play this game of just playing three-point shooting contests because once your shot's not feeling good, it's going to be a tough night for you. And the Raps, the way that their team is built right now, the way that they are going to win games has to be from defensive intensity. And there's just too many breakdowns on defense in this game. They're just, I mean, Trey Young in that third quarter, he had, I think it was 16 points Trey Young had in the third, and he was cooking. As mentioned, he was doing a little bit of everything. He was hitting shots from the logo. He was hitting step back threes. I mean, the Raps were lucky to be down just nine at the end of the third, and that was only thanks to Scotty Barnes, who had 19 points, Trey Young with 25 through three. And I think Scotty Barnes... At that point in the fourth quarter, he's trying. You know, he's getting downhill, getting to the cup. Found Chris Boucher for a nice and one. At that point, the lead was cut to six. And there's still time left, right? But you have to get stops. And they couldn't get stops at all. They weren't guarding the three-point line, which has been a theme over the last few weeks. And if you're the Raps, it's a tough, it's a tough sledding from there, right? It's just going to be tough for you to be able to sustain any type of wins in a row as clearly they're you know they won one game and then lost but you have to you have to guard that has to be the thing that is consistent for this team to be good it has to be from the defensive end and every time they needed a stop Trey Young would hit a three Bogdanovich would hit a three and then at the other end Gary missed a three Bogdanovich gets in the paint tough lay in and timeout wraps. Trey Young comes back in after the timeout. He bombs from deep, hits a three from the logo. Hawks on a 21 to 6 run on that at that point. And you know, the end of my note saying that's a wrap. Mentioned 125-104. Raptors lose this one as they fall to the Atlanta Hawks. They split the little mini two-game set. And they now if we look ahead, their next game is on Monday against the Charlotte Hornets. And the wraps from night to night, it's just tough to figure out what team you're going to get. And I'm sure Darko is extremely frustrated 
because the defensive breakdowns and you heard them mention it on the broadcast. You could just see his reaction that he is, was just not happy with some of the things that were going on. And this is what I want from, this is what I want to talk about because it's going to be a theme for the rest of the season, right? And it's going to be what your expectations are. What are we watching? What are we paying attention to? I think Scotty Barnes, you know, tonight he had a pretty solid game. You know, he had an all right game. I mean, again, 23, four and eight. I think that's a solid showing. You know, I, again, I, I look deeper than the stats and I, I like the way that he started the game aggressively. I like the way that he, you know, played with intention and purpose early on. Just no one else followed him. And you look up, you know, and he, he hits the first three of the game and he does a little strut down the floor, you know, he's feeling good and we like the energy and from three pointers, Scotty was one of five in this game. He took the next one missed and then kept shooting. And, you know, he was one of five. OG was one of four Siakam two of three. It's interesting. Siakam keeping his three point attempts down while hitting more hitting at a higher clip. It's interesting, right? Picking and choosing your spots. I'm just saying you don't have to always shoot the three just cause. And I think overall, as this Raptors team goes along and they figure out their identity, I think if there's a way where they can figure out how to win a couple games in a row, they will realize their identity more. It'll be easier for them to, to realize and understand, Hey, if we play defense, if we get out on the break and run, that's what we can do here to be a successful team and string together some wins. Cause at this point right now, it's inconsistency is just all the raps got at this point. And it's not a good look. And Darko looks stressed and I get it. I totally understand it. I mean, you can only drop the plays. You can only come up with the game plan. And other than that, there's not much going on for the raps there because when you show up with that lack of intensity, it's going to be tough for you to figure out anything in terms of consistency, because the one thing you need to have, if you're the raps, like you have to have to have to have is consistency. And they haven't gotten that so far. And that's going to make it really tough for them down the stretch. And I know there's all the rumors because it's going to continue and I'm going to caution Raptors fans. I'm going to caution you. Just don't fall for all the clickbait articles that are going to be up between now and the trade deadline, especially from now. Cause like the trade deadline is not till February, right? We're in the middle of December. So there's still the whole month of January. And I guarantee you between then you're going to see a lot of articles that say this team is interested in Pascal Siakam. This team is interested in OG Ananobi. I'm going to urge you to just not fall for every single article that gets posted on this because it's going to be annoying. And, but most importantly, that level of information means nothing. Like I'm sure there's a lot of teams interested in Pascal Siakam and OG and Anobi. It doesn't mean that a trade is imminent. It doesn't mean that it's about to happen. It's just people trying to get clicks. And to me, the focus if you're a Raptors fan is you just want to see these guys play well, because inevitably when that trade happens, guess what? We'll find out about it. <laughs> right? Like, and two, 
you want them to be playing well so that you maximize the return of what you can get back for either of these guys. And as I talked about on, on the last pod, it doesn't even mean that you have to trade Siakam. There's a world in which you come to some understanding, you sign them at a number that works for both people. And I still think, you know, Scotty Barnes and Pascal are two solid players. And if you just figure out how to build the team around them, and we've seen now in back-to-back games, I know everyone keeps talking about, you know, trading away Pascal or trading away Scotty and who's the face and who's this and who's that. I want people to pay attention to some of the other guys on other teams that would be so helpful to the Toronto Raptors. And I'm talking about a guy like Bogdan Bogdanovich comes off the bench, certified cooker, right? We talked about it after the Knicks game and you had guys off their bench like Josh Hart. You had guys like Dante DiVincenzo. And these are just guards that can handle the ball a little. You don't ask them to do much, but they can knock down an open shot. They play hard. They play defense. They can create a play off the dribble if needed. They can knock down an open shot, but you need that shooting, especially off your bench, but most importantly, in a supporting role to stretch the floor around your stars. That, to me, is what the Raptors need to focus in on more that could help this team right now, a guy like that, as opposed to, you know, the the focus that's so much on trading OG, trading Pascal. It's just tough, man. It's just tough because the spacing doesn't work and you don't want to rely on Scotty having to shoot five three-point attempts every game. OG, you know, OG's just shooting threes every chance he gets because I think that's where his shots are going to come from. And he thinks that's... Like, I don't know if that's how the offense is designed or what he's told. Like, I know Nick Nurse's thing was definitely we need those guys to take those shots because that's how the offense is designed. And I don't know if that's the same Darko mentality, but it seems like it is. I just stress you might need some other guards to actually knock down those shots because it will help those other guys as well. Having shooters around Scotty having shooters around Pascal makes life easier for them as well. And I just think, you know, I emphasize that. So you look at some of these guys that aren't really big names, but they serve a purpose and it's just stretching the floor. And I know that Grady was supposed to be one of those guys for the raps and he's struggling right now. And I know he's bouncing back and forth. They're making sure he gets some run in nine Oh five, but especially when you're talking about teams that the Raps have faced recently, it's tough watching Jaime Jaquez put in work for the Miami Heat and knowing that he was right there. And I know he went far after Grady. I understand that. But there was still a lot of talk about how he could be a sneaky sneak pick in that NBA draft because you saw the work that he did as a senior. And it's one of those things where you focus in on what a player is as opposed to where you're projecting him to be. And I think we don't do enough focusing in on what a player is. We focus in on the flaws or we focus in on, well, he doesn't do this yet, but if he can figure out how to shoot, you know, and it's like, but what if this guy's just a good basketball player right now? I can't help but think what like Keontae George would be on this Raptors team. Just a guard who could make plays, who could handle the ball. 
you know, and a kid coming in that you can build a defensive mindset on, you know, it's just interesting, but either way, even with the Raptors loss, I emphasize the fact that this season will be super interesting Raptors wise, because there's so many things that can happen. There's so many things that we have yet to see how exactly it will play out because the Raptors now, as they continue to struggle and they're, you know, right in the mix of where that last play in spot will be kind of seems like it'll be a battle for the whole season. And there'll be games where they get up for the big games against, you know, the Phoenix suns, the Milwaukee bucks. If you look to next Wednesday, they play against uh, the Denver nuggets. I'm sure they'll get up for that game, but there'll be a lot of games like tonight against teams that you probably should win. And they just didn't have the energy tonight. And that's tough because you wonder why that is, you know, we don't know enough about, you know, Darko Darko's obviously a, a first time head coach. So he's still figuring out his way. The team's still getting used to him. It's still a young team, still a lot of new pieces, but it's just consistency. And I know it sounds boring and I bring it. I, I always give so much praise to Dwayne Casey because I feel like once, as long as time passes, Dwayne Casey will be the forgotten man in the history of the Toronto Raptors because he was gone just before the championship. But that foundation of the pound the rock mentality, the identity that the team had, that we're going to play hard. And we drafted players that fit that mold. And so you could plug and play or you looked above, even if you weren't that player in college or you showed glimpses of it sometimes. But once you joined that roster and you saw from top to bottom, this is how I will get minutes. That means something. And right now, I don't know if that same identity, I'm not, I don't know. That same identity doesn't exist right now in this Toronto Raptors team. Because anytime you're you're wondering or you're watching a game and you're just seeing, you know, again, I'm bringing it up, Sadiq Bey grabbing a rebound with seconds left and being able to dribble from one end of the court to the other straight line and getting a layup before the end of a quarter. It's tough. Just weren't locked in tonight. Just weren't focused. And the Raps got to figure that out. But either way, we will be here on Monday because we always are on this. The Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up podcast. You can find us live and interact with the show after each and every episode. Shout out to my guy, Zulfi. I see you. What's up? Um, I want to say, you know, huge shout outs to people that tune into the pod. You can do that live and interact with the show after each and every Raptors game on the app formerly known as Twitter at can hoops daily. Same thing goes for Instagram and face Instagram. I said Facebook. Wow. Instagram and YouTube. You can find us at Canada hoops daily. And of course, if you ever miss a pod live, we got you covered the quick recap. You can find us every day on Apple and on Spotify under again, the Canada hoops daily brand, huge shouts to the people at Canada hoops daily for bringing back the pod. We are back and there's lots more to come in the very near future from the Canada Hoops Daily brand. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Follow us on socials for the accounts and all the social accounts, pardon me, because we will have more information on that soon. 
And huge thanks to everyone for tuning in because you know what? We appreciate that. And I got to be honest, you know, I need the therapy session from time to time because watching games like that are tough when you can just tell the reps just don't got it. Like they just weren't locked in. They weren't focused. Uh, they're back to, you know, just it's the stats. There's certain stats that you could point to in a basketball game when you could just tell, okay, this team was not locked in. And when you look at a team like the Raptors and they miss 11 free throws, you're not locked in. Shoot 56% in a full game from the free throw line. That's just, just not going to do it. When you get outchanced or you're out-rebounded in terms of offensive rebounds, 16 to 3, the Hawks beat the Raptors in offensive rebounds. You can tell you're just not locked in. Right. And that's difficult if you're the Toronto Raptors. And also, like paint points, 64 points in the paint for the Atlanta Hawks. Right. Like that's Clint Capella. Clint Capella is not, you know, this point, this like power dominating big guy. It's just tough. It's just tough. Raptors lose 125 to 104. Again, the largest lead of the game was 24 points. Like, it's just a brutal night for the Raps. Both teams shooting about 52%, which, you know, is fine if you're hitting threes. But if you're not hitting threes and they're and you're hitting twos, as mentioned, you try to get into these three-point shooting contests. It's not always going to go in your favor if you're a team built like the Toronto Raptors. So we will be back on Monday to discuss that and more because that's what we do here on the Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up podcast. And hopefully you will join me here as well because I depend on it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. With huge thanks to the people for tuning in. Really appreciate you again. If you're seeing this or reading this or listening to this, just hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. That's how you support this, the movement that is Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast. Spread the love. Tell your friends. I really appreciate that. And as I always say, you should pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.